Goldstein, and this is a special episode of my podcast, The Scriptures Are Real, the podcast where we try to look at things that help the scriptures become more real so that we can gain more power from them. In these special editions, I'm posting videos that I made for my classes at, in order to help them get more out of class than what we could cover in class, and I've decided to make them available to you so that you can uh, also get a little bit of extra more beyond what I'd be able to do in the normal podcast. I just want to help people understand Isaiah. So they're very video oriented frequently, not all the time, but frequently. And my apologies to my audio audience, which is my largest audience. But uh, when I made these, I wasn't thinking of audio. I was just thinking of my classes, but I think you'll still get plenty out of them if you're just on audio and you can always go to the YouTube uh, video if there's one that you felt like, ah, I'd just like to see that part. Um, but and, and they're kind of hokey. They're just what I do for my classes, although the whole podcast is kind of hokey. So that's fine. I've just done this because I hope it's helpful for you. OK, we're just going to make a short video here to cover a, a little bit of some things that I didn't uh, remember to cover in some classes and uh, or that we didn't end up with time and, and uh, cover some uh, key issues in Isaiah 57, some things I'd really like for you to think about. So Isaiah, of course, uh, speaks about Babylon a lot in this second part of Isaiah uh, after the uh, relief or the miraculous deliverance of Jerusalem from the Assyrians. Then the next uh, real problem will be Babylon. And so we know he's been focusing on that a lot. And of course, there's some real uh, literal historical issues with that that he's focusing on. But there's also um, some symbolic issues behind that. And Babylon becomes the kind of the... Uh, uh, paragon of symbols for worldliness and being taken in by Satan in the world. And, and we find that in Nephi's writings and John the Revelator's writings, but it really starts with Isaiah. He's the one that makes it that here in this part of Babylon. So there is a, a passage that we didn't cover. I think I covered it a little bit in my night class, but we didn't end up with time to cover it in my other classes. So I just want to go over that a little bit here. Um, uh, and it's in chapter 48, and uh, there Isaiah says, Go ye forth of Babylon, flee ye from the Chaldeans. So that's parallelism, Chaldeans and Babylon, same thing. With a voice of singing declare ye, tell this, utter it even to the end of the earth, say ye, the Lord hath redeemed his servant Jacob. Now remember that he's prophesying about the time when Persia will destroy Babylon and allow them to go free uh, and, and return to Jerusalem. And so this is a, a fantastic opportunity for them, literally. But of course, there's this spiritual idea of leaving Babylon and going to the holy city. Uh, and do we leave Babylon or not? Now, in, in trying to encourage them to leave Babylon, he says, they thirsted not when he led them through the deserts. Ah, all of a sudden, we know he's talking about Egypt. And he's trying to, in, as in, he encourages them to go to Jerusalem and to leave Babylon, he's reminding them how the last time he brought them into the promised land, when they were uh, as a people in bondage, he made it possible for them to do it. So they thirsted not when he led them through the deserts, and he caused the waters to flow out of the rock for them. He claved the rock also, and the waters gushed out. All of those are things he did to help Israel as they left Egypt during the Exodus. Then he reminds us, there is no peace, saith the Lord, unto the wicked, meaning if you stay in Babylon, then you are, uh, spiritually at least, you're among the wicked, but he is asking you to come to the holy city, and he'll make the way possible for you to do that, even though sometimes it seems impossible. Now, sadly, 
when they do have the chance to return to Babylon, the vast majority of Jews stayed in, or sorry, when they have the chance to return to Jerusalem and flee Babylon, the vast majority of Jews stayed in Babylon. Some came back and built up the holy city again, but most stayed in Babylon. Now, I'm not saying they were all wicked, but symbolically, that's what we would say. They are the ones who remained in, uh, in the, the wicked place. They remained in the world, as it were, rather than taking the chance to leave the world behind them. So that theme comes up again in chapter 57. But in a way, you have to kind of know what uh, is going on. So in the midst of uh, talking about all sorts of ways they worship idols uh, and trees and rocks and things like that, he says this, and thou wentest to the king. So let's just stop right there. What king would he be talking about? It seems like he's talking about when they were trying to get help from Babylon, when they were trying to make Babylon their aid. So this is like for a while, Egypt was the great symbol of turning to the world for help. Then they start to turn to Babylon for help. And that becomes a symbol of turning to the world for help. And it's a long ways from, from Judah to Babylon. It's more difficult and longer than it is to go to uh, Egypt. So he says, thou wentest to the king with ointment right, and, and didst increase thy perfume. So they're sending gifts to this king to try and get aid from them. And didst send thy messengers far off and didst debase thyself even unto hell. Right? So he often compares Babylon to hell, uh, spiritually at least. So this is the idea. You are going to hell itself and debasing yourself in front of them to ask for help. Thou art wearied in the greatness of the way, yet saidest thou not, there is no hope. Thou hast found the life of thine hand, therefore thou hast not grieved. So you see the idea. When you travel to Babylon, it's a difficult journey. It's hard. It takes a lot out of you. But you think you can make it, so you don't give up hope. You keep going, and you, you do all you can. You debase yourself. You give up all you can to get the help of Babylon or the world. But in the end, that's not going to be very helpful. Babylon's not helpful. The world's not helpful. This is going to be no good for you. And he's contrasting that with how easy it is to come to him, and yet we give up, and we don't do it. Uh, and he's the one that has real help. Now, with that in mind, let's turn to a theme that uh, sometimes Elder Maxwell would talk about. He talked about this. He said, even if we decide to leave Babylon, some of us endeavor to keep a second residence there, or we commute on weekends. Furthermore, Babylon does not give us exit permits gladly. Babylon is also a noisy, distracting place. No wonder some therein are called many times and would not hear. No wonder Jesus' open invitation to leave Babylon slums and join him, oh, that should say, in the stunning spiritual highlands goes largely unheeded. You see what he's saying? I think that especially this first line is true, that in our desire to become holy, to leave the world behind and to become godly or holy, we often try and keep a residence in Babylon or a summer cottage there. It's another way he'll say that. We, we commute there on the weekends. Okay, we, we are mostly trying to do things the Lord's way, but we have this one thing we like doing, and so we commute to Babylon, and then we come back to Zion. That's a problem. In the end, we're going to stay in Babylon slums if that's what we're trying to do. And so we have to ask ourselves, in what way are we paying such a price to travel to Babylon for, for remember, these crushing weights of false gods that we'll find when we get there? All right. So this is, let's turn then and end on this note that is from Elder Maxwell that's been uh, uh, quoted by Elder uh, Christofferson and, and uh, is just so powerful, I think. He says, let us once and for all establish our residence in Zion and give up the summer cottage in Babylon. Let's just make that decision. I would encourage you 
to uh, write for a few minutes, and I think this is on the quiz, to write for a few minutes about how you are going to quit the summer cottage of Babylon, leave it alone, and finally turn your back on it and face towards and travel only towards the holy city or Zion or godliness or holiness and not be distracted and turn away back. 